Project Excite Sessions, where innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship meet the brightest minds, leaders, and innovators in Colorado, our university ecosystem, and beyond. Welcome to Project Excite Sessions, Very our excited. podcast where we interview the most amazing people in Denver. Uh, I'm Nina Sharma. I'm the Managing Director of Project Excite, and I'm here with Liz Iraqi, my guest interviewer today. Liz, say hi. Good morning, everyone. Liz is the Director of Corporate and Industry Engagement here at DU, and our special guest is Scott Romano, the newly minted COO of Cultivo. Cultivo Media. Cultivo Media. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it is two a words. brand new company. Brand new. In uh, I want to hear all about it. Tell us everything. Yeah. Tell us who you are. Tell us why you're here and why you started this sure. company and everything else about you that we should know. <laughs> well, I'm Scott Romano. I'm a sophomore <laughs> at DU right now, studying uh, international business and economics, double major. Um, I sit on USG as the sophomore senator. I chair the sustainability committee. So we allocate funds to student projects and initiatives that are trying to advance to use sustainability goals. And on top of a handful of other things, uh, I'm now the COO of Cultivo Media. We do uh, package digital media solutions for small businesses that are trying to target uh, college campuses and, and larger companies as well. Um, and then also within the college, we employ student freelancers to get uh, experiential work as they develop work for outside companies, internal student companies. So we do marketing, we do product development, really anything that uh, a small company needs to get started. We're there to provide them the, the freelancers and the advice and the, the right, the means of getting it done. So you guys are a service-based company? Yes. Kind of like a consulting company, but not really. Consulting company that will help push out actual products. Okay. And what was the impetus for starting the company? Other than we totally need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the biggest thing for me is uh, there's this fantastic restaurant that uh, reopened. It used to be this huge uh, campus hangout spot and it reopened on, on university after they completely redesigned the place. And I went there for uh, lunch one day and I realized the entire place was absolutely empty. And so there was this impetus of like, how can we get DU students to go back to what used to be the, the heart of post-athletic games? And so we, uh, the idea came in how can we develop these kind of packaged marketing solutions for like local restaurants that don't want to pay for a whole new marketing strategy, but just want us to come in, maybe up their brand, redesign their menus, redesign their website, give them a Google AdWords presence, Facebook presence, and that's really where the idea started. And then when I was chatting with Will Alverson, our CEO. Um, Good title. Great title. <laughs> when I was chatting with Will, there was this uh, desire on his part to really work with student ventures and get students involved in the actual process of developing products and marketing strategies. And so we kind of merged the two ideas together, and that's where Cultivo Media came in. So it's Portuguese for cultivate. So we help, uh, you know, students cultivate their ideas into real businesses, and we help uh, we help local businesses recultivate their their presence. That's awesome. So how do you are you guys testing this right now? Do you have clients? Like, what's the? Yeah. So we've been working with uh, one of the fantastic entrepreneur professors at DU, Stephen Haig, um, and he's been fantastic at kind of funneling student companies towards us. We're working on about half a dozen other projects right now with. Um, companies as large as massive real estate companies 
doing uh, essentially virtual real estate agents um, so that you can have home tours without needing a real estate agent there, uh, as well as that same local restaurant that I talked about. So fun stuff. So where do you guys want this to go? What do you want to do? I mean, I, yeah. I think it's a really cool business idea. Obviously, Project Excite is going to be working with you guys to We're very uh, promote one of our new programs, um, which is really cool because we don't have enough manpower <laughs> to do all the things we want to do. And I think breaking through the, the noise of the university to get students to participate in events or engage with local businesses is super important. But yeah. um, do you see this being something that lives at DU or goes beyond? I definitely think it's one of those things where um, DU will always be the home. It's always where we're going to find those student freelancers. It's where we're going to get some of the, the best work that's coming out of Colorado, just in any of the areas that we're looking in. And I always definitely see DU being like home base and, and we always go back. But there's this huge scalable opportunity in massive companies that want to target college campuses. And once we develop what that formula kind of looks like and how you can best target and how you can best break through that clutter that you were talking about, um, there's a huge scalability option in going to other college campuses, working with uh, far larger companies, um, but always keeping the the kind of uh, fun projects going on on the side. That's awesome. Yeah. Is this your first company? No. So I was previously COO of Pocket Change, okay. which I'm assuming Rain's been on the show. We have had Rain on the show before, yes. yes. But tell us about your role there and... <laughs> So when I was at Pocket Change, I helped develop a kind of strategic plan for the company and, and a business plan. And so I worked with a lot of the, uh, the charity sleuths that we had at the time um, in developing how we went about choosing charities, how we went about kind of managing the, the behind the scenes work of, of you clicking a button and donating 50 cents. That's awesome. Talk a little bit about, I know you had an internship uh, over the last summer and have stayed in touch with a larger company. What yeah. kind of experience have you had working with a more established company and how are you bringing that to bear with what you're doing now? Yeah. So being that I'm not a marketing student, I was in a marketing internship because that made perfect sense. <laughs> but uh, I was actually on the marketing technology team. So I was focused on uh, Facebook and Google AdWords. And, and give a shout out. Where, where were yeah. you? Oh, Inspirato. Inspirato. Yeah. Love Inspirato. Fantastic company. <laughs> if I could afford to buy a package, I damn well know I would. And explain what for our, our listeners who yeah. don't know what Inspirato is. So Inspirato uh, offers their a... Uh, think of how you would use like a timeshare. You buy in and you get access to the house. But imagine a timeshare where you have over 900 properties across the globe, ranging from ranging from villas on you know Lake Como, where you have a 25-bedroom Tuscan villa, uh, to an apartment in New York City that you can just rent out for a night. And so you buy into the club at minimum for $10,000, and you have access to all these residences. And then you go and pay a nightly rate. I, their average nightly rate is about $1,300. Um, so they really are fantastic houses. But it's like really when you can afford it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You get a concierge in every house. A lot of our houses. It makes you aspirational though, right? Yeah. yeah. Our houses on Nantucket came with Cadillacs, just like for whoever's in the house. (laughs) Uh, Because what you need in Nantucket is a Cadillac. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so I was, I was very happy. I was there over the summer and then I went back over winter break. Um, I had a new desk over winter break. I was right above the illegal Pete sign, exactly 100 <laughs> steps to the cashier. Uh, not saying that I counted on multiple occasions, but it was almost always 100. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was fun. I, I worked in a, in a marketing internship and I was doing all this stuff that I had never done before. 
Um, I've done a lot of political work in the past, and so media and marketing were always something that I knew I needed to be better at, and I was trying to get better at. And so it was great to actually step in, and, and I became you know Facebook Ads certified, Google Analytics certified, and that was just a really fantastic experience. But working within a, a significantly larger company, and over this last winter break, my job was to develop a local marketing strategy for the company. And so basically, what are our five top markets that we want to go to? And how can we really uh, target those exact opportunities? And so we looked at NPR in cities like Austin, Dallas, uh, Denver, Bridgeport, Connecticut was a huge one for us, as well as local uh, TV in places like Vail. And how can we, you know, sponsor their weather segment for mm -hmm. the entire season? And we did that, and it was a lot of fun. Um, because we recently, so the company recently redid their whole brand and they launched a new commercial that they had never done before and they completely increased their whole marketing strategy. And so it was fascinating to be a part of that on like the ground level, redesigning exactly how this company was going to go into, into 2018 uh, when I was there. And so that was a lot of fun, but, but working with one, within one of those larger companies, it was just really interesting to learn all of the things that I knew I needed to learn. And I actually realized that I developed this passion for marketing that I never would have thought I would have had. Mm -hmm. That's uh, awesome. And how much I'm able to really apply that. Yeah. That's super cool. You mentioned working in politics a little bit. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, what you've done? Definitely. If you aspire to do those things <laughs> in the future, I mean, I tend to think of you as like our future president, but <laughs> that you just tell us what you think. <laughs> Uh, well, sure. Back in uh, 2014, I was a fellow on Mark Udall's Senate campaign, and I had an incredible amount of just fun running that campaign, or you know, working in that campaign. I ran our Lakewood office for uh, the last few months of the campaign, um, which, when you're 15 and your mom has to drive you to uh, has to drive you to work every day in Lakewood and then pick you up when you're working with a bunch of like 20 somethings that traveled here from DC and are sleeping in cots in the back. Uh, I really developed just this intense passion for for politics and community um and so in between rehearsals for uh, a christmas carol that i was doing at the time <laughs> what was your role in a christmas carol uh, i was young ebenezer so i had <laughs> i had one fantastic scene where i got to kiss one of my you did because really you had that, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> amazing so i actually that was a huge thing theater i did theater for like 13 years oh, that's awesome um, right before I graduated high school. I didn't know you were a theater nerd. I'm yes. such a theater nerd. Oh my God. We're They're, gonna we're sing secret. musicals in the, in the <laughs> office all the time. And do you think that training, you know, has really oh, helped so you? Oh, so much. Yeah. If if I didn't do theater when I was younger, I I don't know what kind of person I would be right now. And, and that was where I actually found the first kind of jump over into politics was we were doing this arts advocacy work and working with the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District in mm -hmm. Denver mm -hmm. and, and greater Colorado region. And how can we get funding from tier one organizations such as the DCPA that more often than not don't need uh, mm -hmm. an extra $800,000, whereas a local company with an extra $50,000 even it's can huge. do so much work and can touch so many more people. Mm -hmm. um, and the reach is just huge. Was that successful? That's uh, a very interesting Yes, yeah, so we concept. actually, we got a, a MOU from uh, the tier one organizations, and I'm trying to think how many years ago this was. This was my senior year, so this would have been two, two and a half years ago. Um, we got a memorandum, a, a memorandum of understanding, and it, I haven't followed up with it very recently, but it looks like the funding made more of a jump over. Cool. Maybe That's not necessarily awesome. to the amount that we were hoping for, but yeah. there has been a jump, which has been huge. But yeah, so 
I was doing theater, uh, working on Mark Udall's campaign. Then in 2016, I was the campaign manager for a state house candidate. And I was running an independent race. So it was uh, an independent versus a Republican. Um, really interesting, fascinating race, mm -hmm. going out and knocking on doors, talking to voters, um, you know, managing two dozen volunteers in a, in a pretty small house district. And then I just accepted a job for 2018 as a campaign manager for a state Senate candidate in Highlands Ranch, Steve Peterson, Senate District 30. That's awesome. So very exciting stuff there, yeah. So where do you think you're going to lean? Politics? Entrepreneurship? I think that, and this is this is where I've really um, more recently come to terms with a lot of this, is government has such a need for innovation. Mm -hmm. I think the best part about government is they're not necessarily tied to, to stockholders. They don't have that duty to return, you know, dividends to their tax, to their, to their stockholders. And so what I think we should do is, is take tax money and use it in a way that really spurs innovation. You know, I think what we saw with NASA in the 60s, we saw this massive pump of money into NASA and they developed technologies that we're still using, that, that we broke down that barrier and made it so that companies could come in and take the innovations that government had made and continue to build off them. And so that's what I think the role of government should be, is breaking down those initial barriers so that companies can then step in and, and kind of finish it off and continue to build upon it in advance. And you're involved with undergraduate student government here. Yes. You're yep. the sophomore rep, is that right? Yes, sophomore senator. So what, how do you see that playing into this? Or how do you see yep. USG being innovative or is it being innovative? And, and how do you want to guide that? I think the the biggest thing we've seen with USG, and that's also part of the reason why we decided to, to start Cultiva was, as a senator, I see there are these huge silos on campus in between uh, you know, the colleges, the schools, the student organizations. We've got a, a budget for collaboration funding, and it's when two clubs come to us and say, we want to host an event together. We'll fund them almost to the full extent. Um, and very rarely do we ever get clubs coming in and doing that, because clubs just more often than not, don't work with each other. Hmm. And so there was this greater problem that we were identifying, which is how can we get people that don't necessarily know each other very well to work together? And so within USG, we've really been trying to amp up our, our marketing strategies, our media, how can we better communicate? Um, but the biggest thing for USG this year has been rebuilding the actual structure of the organization. Hmm. Without structure without the kind of policies in place uh, to support doing innovative work like that, it's almost impossible to do it. And so I imagine USG in the next two years will have a very interesting future um, because I think we, we've rebuilt the structure this year. Next year, we can really begin to implement it. And then in year three, um, my senior year, we can hope that, that a lot of that work really starts to materialize into these huge projects and collaboration and breaking down the silos. Do you ever have time to go to class? Yes. <laughs> Although I will say class is the side hustle. Class is the side class hustle. Class is your side hustle. You know, it's How funny. How do your parents feel about yeah, that? Right? <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope your parents So it's class. actually nice. I'm a, I'm a first generation college student. So oh, that's um, awesome. neither of my parents went to college. My mom runs her own business. My dad manages a printing company. So they're very much so. And it was both my older brothers started going to college and then, you know, found careers outside of it. They're both firefighters. Um, so there is this huge, like, Scott, go to class, because if you don't, you're going to drop out, um, which really has never been a, a huge concern of mine. But there's definitely, we, we tell jokes in the family about it. 
that none of us go to class. Just none of us. Irrelevant. Exactly. That's yeah. Incredible. Well, as long as you're having fun while you're here. So what? Um, I'm guessing you have other. So you you also talked about sustainability. Yeah. And work with sustainability. So we're obviously focused on that a lot in recent days. But what? How do you? How does that all fit into? in your passions how yeah. does that sort of line up so one of the biggest things uh we really do is is so within the sustainability committee we have a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget um for this year that we use to just fund projects is that student um yeah so okay. the students back in 2006 voted on adding a fee to their tuition a 16 dollars sustainability fee and so that money goes to the sustainability committee and then we use that to allocate um, this year we got our rollover from the last few years, so our budget is significantly higher than awesome. than it typically is. It's typically about ninety thousand um, dollars. And give us some examples. What are some yeah. things that you've deployed? So, uh, you know, we've got a, a gear garage that's based out of the Center for Sustainability, so and cool. so it's fantastic. We bought them new backpacks, and we are helping them pay for new website development so that more students can have easier access to pretty much rent out the backpacks for free, and so they they can go on trips. Um, other recent ones is we're funding the Black Male Initiative Summit, um, which is an organization, uh, which is going to be a, a summit that's really bringing in high school um, African-American males and college-age African-American males from all across the, the state and giving them some really fantastic leadership direction um, under some fantastic keynote speakers, When's that? really great workshops. I'm actually not sure on the date, but I can double check. Very cool. Um, as well as we're funding a handful of curriculum tests. Uh, and we've got our pockets in, in so many other little things. We're funding wilderness first aid certification for DU Backpacking Club so they can send up more people up to the mountains, really get in touch with your uh, your outdoorsy side. Uh, it's so easy to get stuck at, at DU for weeks on end. Um, you know, there are times I find myself, I'm like, oh my God, I have not left between university and high street in weeks and i will just go downtown i will just hop on the light rail with a laptop <laughs> just to make sure just, that you're just, like, just, I gotta like, out. just like there's a world <laughs> outside yeah exactly awesome. well and on um, that note what do you think do you what do you think is unique about your experience here i i chose du because of my political connections in denver i really wanted to continue doing political work and so i thought you know i'm gonna stay in colorado what's the best school I can go to? And it was DU, um, the best school in Colorado, in my Obviously. opinion. Obviously. And so I really chose DU to have a outside professional life, to go to class, be involved, but really it was to work outside. Um, and I did that last year. I was uh, still managing the campaign for a little bit before, uh, before the election back in November. And I... Um, was working downtown at the state capitol in a Susan Lantine's office as an intern, and I was really having a fantastic time. I was working with a few state senators on a on a um, bill that went through the House in a, in a lawsuit against the state for ballot selfies, which is a really interesting, weird little thing. I was working with a Republican. We uh, sued the state of Colorado so that we could take selfies with our ballots. Um, and really? Yeah. So we went. So you're to, allowed to take a selfie with your ballot now, thanks to Senator Owen Hill. And myself, you can take a <laughs> selfie with your ballot. Yeah, I think I might have done that and I, gone rogue without knowing that. I, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's amazing. Yeah, it was a it was a law from the 1860s. You're not allowed to show your completed ballot to anyone, <laughs> and so people on Facebook all across you know the country were taking selfies with their ballots. Uh -huh. And the DA for Colorado 
was basically like, hey, just want to remind you guys, it's against it's the illegal. law for you to do, wow. to do that. And so Owen Hill and I were, were very much under the guise of, I want to show my ballot to who I want to show my ballot to. And um, it was very much, I've got a decently good social media presence and a lot of people that follow me for political reasons. So I want to be able to, you know, show them exactly how I voted, not just tell them, but show them. Especially because the filling out a Colorado ballot can be super confusing. It can be confusing. And also, most people don't make it past the first right. like, you, order of the ballot. Right. You're like, oh, I don't know what any yeah, of those Yeah, but if they trust you. The and yeses and exactly. If they're totally. like, oh, I would vote the way Scott. It's, it's super interesting. Exactly, yeah. So it's one huh. of those weird little things. And so cool. he, you know, he took really great photos with his kids and his ballot, filling out his own name. So really great, just cool. things that you can you can do there. That's but awesome. It was a lot more fun to sit in a, in a federal court uh, and... I mean, you know, how cool. Make give a happen. testimony to state of Colorado uh, lawyers and federal judge, and that was fantastic. That is awesome. Um, okay, so what happens now with Cultivo? Because is that like your number one thing you're working on? Yeah, these Cultivo days? is the number one for for right now, and and I think that uh, our biggest goal right now is is this ten a day, just ten a day. We're reaching out to to ten leads a day. We're developing a lead system. Uh, for organizing them and how we contact awesome. them. And so we've recently launched our website, cultivomedia.com. Uh, it's really beautiful. We have a really good friend that designed it, and she recently joined the team, Meredith G. Um, awesome. And she's just been wonderful. Her web development skills are top notch. And so we've got our website. We're developing our new leads. We're just constantly reaching out to people. We're working on the projects we've already got. We're building a network of freelancers at DU through ECS and Daniels. So that when we uh, start getting those work and we start getting those projects, we can reach out to the right people of the right skills and get them to start implementing it. Amazing. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, this has been awesome. <laughs> I don't understand how you ever have time to sleep, but I think it's really cool. Um, and it is always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Project Excite Sessions is recorded on the University of Denver campus and is produced with our partner, Tech Studios, at the Cable Center. To learn more about Project Excite and to listen to all of our episodes of Excite Sessions, visit projectexcite.org.